What's going on, everybody? And welcome to another exciting episode of the Incognita Podcast. This is the show where we like to deep dive into interesting topics such as unexplainable <sighs> phenomena, history, folklore, murders, hauntings, conspiracies. And this month is right up our alley. We have a very spooky month planned for y'all. You don't want to miss it. Make sure you subscribe on your preferred platform of choice. I'm joined with my fellow co-host, Gabe. And Michael. And me, Raul. And Michael's specialty is spooky stuff. So you're not yeah. you're definitely not going to want to miss this month. Get, get some new underwears. You ain't ready for this. <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys are enjoying the content, have any suggestions on some scary stories we should talk about, or if you have a spooky story yourself, we'll be opening up the line for you to give us a call and tell us about the unexplainable event. Go hit us up on our Twitter and message us ASAP. Gabe? Yeah, uh, you guys go over to Twitter.com uh, and follow our socials. IncognitaCast is our Twitter handle. And you'll see our pinned tweet there. and It has all of our other socials, TikToks and Instagram and Snapchat. Hey, So we had a record listening this month. We're excited about that um today's show we will be discussing michael will be discussing randolph county infirmary whatever that is i'll be diving deep into a little piece of skinwalker ranch gabriel's talking about the anunnaki yeah our apparent creators but before all that how have y'all been pretty good man it's been a it's been a crazy week i'll tell you that much what happened well believe it or not i got kicked out of a show club now, now, hear me out. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> so I, I went there for some wings. It was wing, wing, wing night Wednesday. That's <clears throat> all you went for. I swear, dude. Don't okay. skip on the wings, though. Don't skip with the dude. The wings. All right, they hit, dog. So I went and got some wings. I sat down. Now, listen, dude. I sat down. I was eating some wings. I'm out of my own business. Okay. I'm listening. <clears throat> watching some TikToks. And this. Wait. This, <laughs> what, dude? You were watching TikTok at a strip club while eating wings. Yes, dude. I mean, <laughs> I'm an anti-social, okay? I can't okay. Just, I'm not outgoing. Got you. So I sat down. I'll leave my wings, watch some TikTok. Okay. And then the stripper sat by me, right? Trying to, like, you know, try to get me a paper. I'm like, just let me eat. And then... You told her that? <clears throat> no, I didn't have a chance. Okay. My mouth was full. Okay. And then if a wing fell on my hand with between her legs. Oh, my God. And stupid me, the thing, I went to grab it, right? I went to grab the wing. The wings are slippery, bro. They're messy. And I did not grab the wing. I'll tell you that much. Oh, my God. I got kicked out. You got kicked out? Yeah. That's hilarious, dude. Big old bodyguard just kicked me out. <laughs> They're yelling at me. Uh, I didn't even get my wings. That's exciting, dude. I'm sorry. I didn't even finish eating my wings, dude. How many did you have left? How many did you order? Like a 10 piece. 10 piece. How many did you eat? Like three. That sucks, dude. Suck. Should have got your money back at least. <laughs> yeah. So you paid money to get in the strip club just to pay money for wings? 20 bucks to get in. Sounds 20 bucks right. for the wings and stuff. Hmm. I don't think we can top that. Gabriel? Hey, dude. You hear what's going on by your house, dude? What is going on by my house? That yard is so... They're going to build <clears throat> an 850,000 square foot factory to process cheese. The biggest cheese manufacturer in the world. What? Sorry, dude. Yeah. That's awesome. And so, well, listen. Listen. So, dude. apparently, our old school, Roosevelt... They had 850,000 square feet of land just sitting around and sold it to this company. Okay. Well, this guy we work with, um, he, he's from Roswell. They have, they have one in Roswell, too. It's the same company that owns it. 
Mm-hmm. And he said, 24-7, dude, there's trucks driving 24-7 in and out of that delivering milk. Oh, my God. So get ready for a lot of traffic. <clears throat> They're going to have to either open up the lanes because there's only two, two yeah, lane highway. I know. So I'm saying, and then on top of that, you have all those employees driving to work every day. They're, they're oh, they'll probably go through 50th though. I don't go through. 50th. Well, no, it's between 19th and 4th Street. 19th and 4th Street. That's where that's where it's gonna sit. By Roosevelt. By Roosevelt. Hmm. Sorry, dude. Sorry, dude. Yeah, I thought it was it. way worse, dude. But, the way y'all made it sound. Was and then like, are, you, are you gonna hear his trucks driving all night? Yeah, imagine people moving into around y'all. Like, there's already it's already like super crowded. For real. Yeah. Like, more, dude, imagine. I'm gonna build some neighborhoods. Over I feel here. like I'm trying to make it worse than it actually is. Um, like, if anything, okay, I'll get a probably. restaurant over there because there's nothing over there. An I'll probably internet? get good internet. Yeah. Pinkies, <laughs> like, I'll probably get like a lot of benefits out of this. You remember pinkies? Pinkies? It used to be a white house. Yeah. So Nobody barbecue. went there, dude. Except me and you. Like, there's, closed down. There's only one pinkies barbecue left in Lubbock. Yeah. Yeah. Once. Huh. No, is, there, is there only one? Because mm-hmm. uh, there was one by going out towards Michael's house and they closed that they one closed down too. too. So now there's only one on like 4th and Slide. Topeka. Topeka. Hmm. Hey, dude, where'd you, you know, go was, this weekend? Well, I was expecting something way crazier though. But yeah, that is pretty crazy. The way y'all made it sound was yeah, like they're awful. shutting down everything that's over there. Horrible, you can't dude. live over that there. Hate. You got to move out, dude. They're going to try and buy your land. Michael, you literally live by the loop. That was the worst part. <laughs> you, you heard trucks going up and down. That was annoying. Those damn Hondas. Yeah. I think they're all like hey, supercars. Dude. Hey. What if they offer you money for your land? Dude? What are you going to do? You gonna sell I'll it? sell it, dude. Like, a what, million. What they're like, hey, <laughs> we'll give you 6000 right now for everything you get. I would. Someone tried to buy the business. We told them $2.5 million. And they were considering it. And they thought about it. Dude, but, love looks like growing. Yeah. Oh, dude, we're so growing. Like, people are trying crazy. to, trying to <clears throat> start businesses here and stuff or buy businesses that are ready here. Right. And crazy. Oh, yeah, I went to Dallas this week. Oh, yeah? Saw the Cowboys game. First Dang. Cowboys game. And they won, huh? Dude, they Dang. whooped the they Eagles, They whooped dude. their ass, bro. bro my brother was so soggy. He's an Eagles fan? Yeah, my yeah, brother's a big Eagles fan. He was so soggy. <laughs> yes, dude. I, I'm, I hope I see him soon. I'm going to rub it in his face. Oh, dude. Deserves it. Dude, like the Eagles fans had no class there. Like, I mean, of course you're coming into another stadium. Yeah. But they were just talking so much trash, like it was crazy. Yeah. Even the Cowboys fans weren't like talking as much trash as they were. Nah. But it could have just been the section I was in. That's football fans for you, dog. You are yeah. toxic. Yeah. I think every fan is toxic. Uh, Dude, have you ever seen the baseball fans? Dude, <clears throat> I've met some pretty cool baseball fans. I mean, saying. there's cool of everybody. But look, when I was in Fenway. I didn't meet a single shitty Astros fan when I went to see the Red Sox play. But didn't they cheat? Don't they cheat? Who? Isn't baseball known for cheating? No. Yeah, dude. Didn't they just cheat in the past? Not known for cheating. I'm pretty sure ba- all of baseball is like the highest cheating sport. Not canceled, known for cheating. I dude. swear. Like, honestly. Dude, I'll walk out this motherfucker right now. <laughs> dude. <laughs> okay. Anyway. it. But <clears throat> like two ser- World Series ago, didn't someone get caught for cheating like calling signals? Mm, I don't shut up. I think it was the Astros, honestly. I don't know. Anyway. Are y'all ready? Wait, wait, wait. Oh, was that, dude? There, there we go. go. There we go. I got goosebumps. Who's R. going P. first? I'll go first. Michael so always go first. <clears throat> 
You know, they say, say the best for last, right? That's what we're nah, saying. For last, dude. No, no, I'm going to never last. <laughs> okay. Okay. What you got, dude? So, what I have for you today is a haunted facility called Randolph County Infirmary slash Asylum, located in Winchester, Winchester, Indiana, home to the Winchester Rifles. Is that a football team? No, it's a uh, like a rifle, like a gun. Oh, Winchester. So, <laughs> so the original name. <laughs> like, um, sorry. <laughs> So the original name of this place was called Randolph's County Poorhouse, which was built in 1899 in the era of like Arthur Morgan. Read that too? Oh, that's dope. <laughs> there was even an unmarked cemetery somewhere on the property and that didn't, they didn't know where it was. Mm-hmm. Could be under the poorhouse. <laughs> the poorhouse. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the county purchased the land around 1851, which was turned into a farm for those who were basically um, unable to work or not fit for society, which gave them the name of the poorhouse. So in the poorhouse, many different types of residents lived there, including the mentally and physically disabled, single mothers, crazy, right? And elderly and orphans were the ones to live in that property. And the residents were charged of like maintaining the farm, except you know like the newborns or the elderly. Yeah. yeah. So two years later, after they built, two years later they built a wooden building that housed sixteen inmates. So they started to keep freaking prisoners there, Dang. which was destroyed by fire within that year. In nineteen ninety-eight, a five. No, a 50,000 square foot building was constructed, which housed six large wards, several private rooms, laundry, kitchen, separate dining rooms for men and women. And this here is the property. Well, you said 1998. Right? Did I? You said in 1998. 1898. Okay, I'm dyslexic, dude. You got to know that, dude. Yeah, in 1898. They okay. built this big old building. So 130 <laughs> years ago, something like that. Yeah, and they always like they always like separated the men and women. They never had them around each other for some reason. Mm. <clears throat> there would even be a death toll of over 200 residents due to the, you know, people catching the tuberculosis. It was like that was like like the real bad disease back in the day, and it was like uncurable at the time. There was a report that a resident was pushed out of a second floor window and a report of another hanging. And I'm gonna name a I'm gonna name a few list of like people that was like records of like their death and stuff. So <clears throat> a lady named Miss Mary J. Blair gave birth to a child and would later die from her giving birth. So can you imagine the, you know, the baby a- living on her own? Yeah. An inmate named Sam Preston tried to commit suicide by driving a pen knife blade into his head with a flat iron. Jeez. Kind of like hammer himself or Yeah, like so he had an iron, he was trying to hit a it. A flat iron and a pen knife blade. <sighs> which didn't work. Oh, well, I think it did. It just killed him slowly. It didn't kill him as fast as he thought it would. <clears throat> and there was a murder of a lady who no one knew who body her body was found in a barn and a local undertaker took charge and preserved the body until it started to show signs of decay 
and was later buried at the property. So no one knew who she was. Like she there was no record of her. Came up out of nowhere. Yeah, Mary Jane, basically. Ma- no, not Mary Jane. John, Jane Doe. Jane Doe, dude. Jane okay. Doe. <clears throat> uh, Orlando Height died of sickness at the age of ten. Thomas Gray was sixty-eight years old. Died of died at the infirmary. His brother James Gray died a short time ago at the same place. William Miller, seventy-three years old. An inmate dropped dead while loading an infirmary wagon with coal from a car. I guess a coal fell on top of him and killed him, crushed him to death. Dang. Philip J. Fraze, 55 years old, an inmate, died after struck by an automobile as he walked behind a team of horses near the infirmary. Which, as you could tell, there was a lot of death and tragedy, you know. And yeah, like a lot of violent deaths, what it seems like. Which is basically, that's the roots of like all the paranormal like the you know, hauntings and stuff. Right. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so in 2016, a new owner purchased a property and reused it as a paranormal attraction, which I use till this day. They, yeah. had, they even have an event coming on in like two weeks, three weeks. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. That's pretty legit. Actually. That's pretty dude, dope. And dude, oh, okay. It's crazy. Yeah. I don't want to ask questions because I know you're probably going to get into it. So no, this is what you got, dude. No, it's just like how, do they present that? Like, do they just, you have to pay a ticket and you walk in and you get to, <coughs> you stay there? Or do you just walk through? I think or? it's kind of like a tour guide. Mm-hmm. And I think you also do like special, like, let me get this for the night kind of deal, mm-hmm. which a few investigator teams, paranormal teams did. That's dope. Which, uh, the stuff like this, I, I'm about to talk about the show I watched, which, which they went there. Dude, I would not go there. Dude, it's I was so going to say we should go there, but it's in Indiana, so. How far is that? I don't want to drive anywhere, bro. <laughs> what do you mean? Where, where is it at? How far? Indiana's far, but like... Like six hours far? Probably. Are you, no, talking, about, are you talking about Dreamville, Fest? Yes, dude. The tickets are sold out. General admission's not, but... Yeah, but the like the highest tier general admission, like the $420 general admission ticket. Not bad. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Okay. So I watched a TV show this weekend called uh, Destination Fear. It's a basically a TV show where four friends, their names are Dakota, Tanner, Chelsea, and Alex. They would go to like the most haunted places in the world and would investigate a document proof of their paranormals. And the catch is that they would basically spend the night by themselves in separate parts of the of the facility, of the building they're in. Nope. Like the basement, nope. attic, the hospital, whatever. Ain't no way. <clears throat> crazy, dude. That's their, that's their thing. <laughs> no one else does that because no one else is that fucking crazy. Because everyone usually stays together when they. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Y'all crazy. <laughs> All right. So, so the group will end up in Indiana to go visit the Randolph County Infirmary. The group will be. The group will interview a group of employees who took care of the place, who and who also worked there in the past. They will claim that people will get choked and that would feel like they're getting punched. In the infirmary. In the basement, <clears throat> one of the employees said he felt a pinch in his arm and was like, his arm was like covered in blood. I just pinched a nerve or blame, uh, vein or something. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's crazy how they can just like cut you like that. Like, what cuts you? I would leave. What cuts you, dude? Like, what physical thing cuts you? That's. 
Didn't you say like understand. demons can do they physical just, they, harm? Yeah, they can scratch you, but I just like out of thin air. I never understand that. Like, what's the scientific proof for mm-hmm. like you know being touched and stuff? Simulation, dude. <clears throat> Okay, so the second floor on the men's side, in World War II, a man named John, I don't know his last name, was pushed out of a window, which I talked about earlier, and he would die from, I guess, the way he landed on a gun on head. Because this is two stories, not that high, but he's also, I guess, I don't think he's that old. No. Mm. And in the attic, people will claim to hear footsteps. <clears throat> from, you know, on top of them. The group will meet up with a paranormal investigator named Stan Redhart. I, I, I murdered that last name. <laughs> Stan will claim that he was the he was at the Randolph Infirmary and he would hear door slams and which were heavy. They're like this like in a infirmary kind of like I think it's like where the cells are at. Mm-hmm. And those doors are like metal, you know. Put, no wind could push that, and it would just slam shut. And he would also have a video to prove that would happen. And in the attic, <clears throat> he has like this the device that like shoots these green dots everywhere. Mm-hmm. And if and if it's something like or walk towards it or like detect it, and on camera he captured this dark shadow just like going over these dots just walking back and forth it's just freaking crazy yeah, it's crazy and the crew would later go to well finally go to the uh, infirmary randolph's infirmary around at 10 o'clock they always go when it's dark and in the attic <clears throat> so they went to the attic right and they left a camera up there with a quad which basically is a device <laughs> that would go off if it detects the vibrations because in the attic they you know people claim that there's like footsteps and all this stuff and so if there was footsteps then the device will go off and they have the camera pointing at it to see and <clears throat> they would leave and head to the second floor on the mint side and would place a music box on the floor and the music box is based, it's like a weird like music box and if they detect something movement or like something could touch it like a magnetic disturbance, it'll go off the music. And they asked, do you remember us? Because they went there in the back in the past. I couldn't find the video. <clears throat> and he asked, do you remember us? And as soon as he said that, the music box went off, which, you know, shocked everyone. Like, oh, as soon as we said it, like, you know, this real responsive. And everyone started to, like, get headaches. And it's having, like, uneasy feeling, like negative energy. Mm-hmm. And they basically... they. And yeah, they felt uneasy, negative energy. And shortly after that, they would hear footsteps above them, which is in the attic. And so they play back the camera and it shows that device going off, like vibration, like like something that we can't see was walking up there. Mm-hmm. And everyone would leave the building to take a break. And the leader, which is Dakota, decided to have them go in the basement by themselves. And he would draw the names out of a cup to pick, you know, who goes. And Chelsea, which is his sister, decided, you know, she was saying that, you know, why do you always do that? I feel like you're rigging it. Said, no, I wouldn't do that. I said, well, let me do it. I don't trust you. 
And so he finally let her did it, which she pulls herself. But she basically she rigs it to where she will write his name on all four pieces of paper. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, she played a prank on him. She wrote his uh, decoder on all four of them so that he would basically have to be the one to go to the basement. <laughs> and and then she said, I was done. I'm done. And then they all drew names. Well, Tanner, he told one guy to pick the name. He was going to go first, which, of course, he picked Dakota. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> he was like, God dang it. Like, Carmel's a bitch. Like, that was so <laughs> hilarious. And so she basically lost her privileges to do that. After that, why? Because yeah. they they found out later. Yeah, she tells them later, but that's fine. Like she's never doing that again. So Dakota finds his way to the basement and will set a camera down in the basement to see if he could catch anything out of the ordinary. Is it pitch black in there? He, <clears throat> it is, but he has like lights, like he flashlights. Okay, going, um, pointing on the directions. And he would take out his Obulus device, which is a device that could capture audio voices that we can't hear and of course you play it back you could hear it he would ask the question to see if he could get any response and tanner wanted to check up on him right and so he basically called him on the walkie-talkie and to scare the crap out of him he's like oh my god because the walkie-talkies are loud and he just it was freaking hilarious to scare the crap out of him but he didn't catch anything paranormal which mm-hmm. lucky mm-hmm. he was lucky and so, but he did felt a weird presence, he said. They felt like, you know, someone's kind of like watching me. And so he left, went back outside with the guys. Dakota made, made his way back to them. And Chelsea, uh, Drew this time, would, so basically she, sorry, she, uh, she, you know, told him like, hey, so let's just say you basically have 100% chance, 100% chance to, to go down the basement. And he's, oh, you freaking kidding me? And then he basically made another guy write the names instead of like her. And so he drawed the names and her name came up, oh, which funny. was hilarious. Like, you know, karma's a bitch. Yeah. And then she will go down to the basement and she would sit, sit next to Ida's room, which was a girl. I think she died of a disease called neurosyphilis, which is a sexually transmitted disease. And she would take her own life. <clears throat> She would hear something moving behind her, which freaked her out. She kind of looked at it like she kind of stopped. Mm-hmm. And then she, you know, tried to, it was nothing, something. And then she, she wouldn't even explore like six, five feet away. And the basement is pretty big. She just kind of stayed in that one area. She didn't want to go anywhere. And then she was talking about how what she is more afraid of as a dark entities. And as soon as she said that, right next to her on the right side, I think towards the kitchen, she heard a, a, cl- a voice you can hear clear as day said, hello. Like, hello? Like an old lady. And as soon as she heard that, she freaking screamed at the top of her lungs. And then she called the guys, like, guys, come down here. I think someone's down here. And then they all, like, rushed towards her. And then they made it down to her. And she was just crying. You know, she was like, oh, my God, it's like, and I don't like this place. I don't like being here. And then they all try to calm her down. And he said, oh, like, are you okay? And as soon as he says that, you hear the voice again. You can't hear what it says, but you hear like, a, like, oh, no. They go saying something. And they all freaking scream. They ran out of there. And then they have to, like, calm down. Like, oh. And as soon as they calmed down, they went back down there. And 
<clears throat> and for this episode, instead of like usually where they'll draw names to like sleep in different areas by themselves, they all decided to sleep together in the the in the basement. And they later kind of explored the kitchen where they heard the voice from. And they saw like a bunch of flowers on the kitchen table. And then they look up and they see a picture frame of the old lady. And which, you know, they were saying, oh, that has to be the old lady we heard, you know. And I guess it looks like it was her kitchen, like she was like a cook or something. And then <clears throat> and then they went back to Ida's room and they were just talking. They pull out an obvious device and start asking questions. And they asked for like any signs if there was like anything near them. And their obelus picked up a word called imitas. Which, if you look it up, it's a demonic word that means the behavior of people who are extremely evil or cruel, satanic and unholy. This word should not be used lightly. According to a user, it means toucher of souls. And they, the group were convinced that the voice they heard was a demonic voice. It wasn't, you know, the old lady in the picture. And, and they basically just said, oh, I, I think we're messing with some evil stuff. Like, I'm down for some paranormal stuff, but demonic stuff, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to mess with that. Because that stuff could follow you home. Heck no, dude. I and, ain't messing with that. Yeah. And they all basically decided to leave and. And it was a really good show. So it was they, a really good episode. They didn't stay at the place after all? Well, they had like, I think, four hours left to like sunlight. Mm. And instead of sleeping, they just, they just left. <laughs> they just, I think they called the RV, the RV to come pick them up soon. Because they did not want to stay there. But nothing followed them? No, nothing followed them. As far as you them. know? Yeah. That's crazy. I was, when I watched that video, that gave me chills when she said, like, hello? Like, you can freaking hear it. For real? Yeah. And I wish you could pull it up, but... Pretty but, sure that's copyright. <laughs> I'm not sure the audio is, but yeah, yeah, it's it's a real good episode, and I recommend I recommend people to watch it. It's on uh, Discovery Plus, and it's a show called Destination Fear, and this was on uh, season two, episode nine. If you're interested, which oh. I recommend, it's a real, it'll give you a good creep. That's you know, dope, goosebumps. But so is that like pretty much all you got on the? Yeah, yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah, it's freaking crazy. All the bad stuff that happened there. And that building's freaking old. Would you visit it? <laughs> uh, like, well, would you visit it for like a tour? Not, not like staying the night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for a tour. Yeah, for sure. Would you, Gabriel? Yeah. I mean, y'all wouldn't. Y'all wouldn't want to drive to Indiana. <laughs> this guy. This guy loves driving long but periods of time for some reason. I do. <clears throat> I hate it. It's relaxing. Unless we have like a, especially if everybody's in the cars are good in a good mood, you know. <clears throat> That's true. But yeah, I don't do that. Uh, but you know, you hear about stories about asylums like all over the country because like they were fucked. Dude, they were bad. You know, they mistreat you. Yeah, they they like were, back in the day or what? Yeah, yeah I mean, it's it's, it's not just you know like you said, eighteen eighty nine, eighteen eighties, that earlier time when they thought they knew. You know, they were doing like electroshock therapy and doctors were like cutting people's heads open and like knocking parts of the brain or cutting pieces of the brain out they're thinking oh i'm i'm a medical genius or whatever and they're just all they're doing is using live humans as guinea pigs and then anybody was dubbed crazy like single moms like if you don't have a husband you know what i mean like 
something's wrong with you. You don't have a husband. Oh, that's what you were talking about at the beginning yeah. of being yeah. moms. They were like not accepted by society for some reason. Because because they were viewed as, oh, you don't have a husband, but you have a child. Something's wrong with you. And like literally like, and you see that in cultures today, like around the world, um, especially like the Middle East stuff where it's like, hey, you know, if they're not married by a certain age or whatever. And it's just, but it's like back then though, like real bad across the globe. Like if you weren't like witch, like the witch hunts and stuff, like if they weren't married by a single age, by a certain age, I mean, mm -hmm. um, or they didn't bear children by a certain age, like they must be a witch. Shit like that. Like it's, it's crazy dude how it was back then. Yeah. It's crazy. Did the, what's that other show you watch? Ghost Hunter, Ghost Avenger? I'm not sure. Did they they have there? like 20 seasons. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, you haven't seen all of them? Yeah, I'm sure they did. I mean, it's like, dude, that's what it is. It's like one of the most haunted places in the world. Okay, so next week we should have video for sure. So these topics will be a lot more interesting when we pop up video and that'd be cool. Michael likes the scary stuff, dude. Yeah, and I got some stuff to show y'all too. I'm excited for that, dude. We'll have orange background lights for Halloween. Yeah, that'd be dope. Orange, orange. We're gonna white. have to go to the party supply store or something like that. Yeah, we need to get some decorations. Mm -hmm. That'd be cool. I'm gonna go next, Gabriel. Is that okay? You sure. Yeah, I feel like you have the best one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, all right. Here we go. I praise. I'm gonna be talking about a place where UFO sightings is just a normal day, where crop circles are a dime a dozen, cattle mutilation is just another day at the job, and shape shifting creatures that are impervious to bullets. Well, that's a thing here also, I guess. I'm talking about none other than Skinwalker Ranch. Boom, boom, boom. Now, Skinwalker Ranch has a large history dating back to 1934 and even before. So I'm not going to get into all the vast stories this creepy place has. But I'm going to try and describe to you a little of the history of the ranch and give some small taste of what some people have experienced here. <clears throat> Skinwalker Ranch, also known as Sherman Ranch, is a property that spans about 512 acres southeast of Bollard, Utah. Some believe the place is haunted. Some believe the place is cursed. Some believe it is infested with aliens. But no matter what you believe, you have to understand something unnatural is happening here. The ranch was originally owned by Kenneth and Edith Myers, which was then sold to Terry and Gwen Sherman sometime along the way, which was then sold to a rich man and another rich man after that. But that's diving deeper into the story. I'm not going to get there. But Terry and Gwen Sherman have some of the most terrifying stories from owning the ranch. They were so spooked from the place that they even ended up selling the ranch after only 18 months of owning it and sold it for a low price of only $200,000. So we're talking about 500 acres plus acres. That's a lot of land. 500, oh wait, 500,000 acres. No, 512 acres, sorry. <clears throat> for $200,000, dude. That's a steal. Like, you know they saw something that they had to get away from. Yeah, you build a little town, dude. Okay, so let me explain what a skinwalker is before I move forward. 
According to the Navajos, a skinwalker is a type of harmful witch who has the ability to turn into, possess, or disguise themselves as any animal. So I say that to explain this next story. The Shermans claim to see a scary amount of unexplainable phenomena, but one of the more popular stories is a large, mysterious wolf-looking animal. It was said that the creature was almost three times the size of a regular wolf. The animal reportedly had his head in the gate in one of their pens and was eating one of the man's sheep. Terry proceeded to go inside and grab a 357 gun and shoot the creature six times. They were shocked that the wolf didn't die or even react to being shot at all. Okay, so you see this creature, you shoot it six times. Yeah, you would think it would be enough to scare it off or something. Just one shot for a wolf creature should be enough to like, all right, let me get out of here. Yeah, to injure it too. Or fall. He shoots it six times. Not affected. Unaffected. Doesn't loosen its grip. Anything. They were shocked that the wolf didn't die or even react to being shot at all. Kenneth went back inside to get a bigger gun and shot it two more times before the wolf-like creature let go of the sheep. So I'm thinking he went to go get like a shotgun. Or yeah, something. yeah. Because that's the only thing that <laughs> made it let go. So now I beg the question, was this one of the so-called skinwalkers? Well, either way, this is one of the events that eventually led the Shermans to abandon the ranch for little to no money. They reported to the news many unexplainable crop circles that were left all over the ranch during their stay. They reported UFO sightings and whole cow mutilations. They would find cows dead all over the ranch. That was done in an unexplainable way, unless by, done by somebody or something with extreme intelligence. The cows would be sliced with precision tools and there wouldn't be one ounce of blood on the floor next to the corpses. This was not done by wolves or lions, for sure. Not only were the precision incisions made, but the fact that someone or something was leaving no trace of blood whatsoever is just mind-boggling. So think if I was going to go kill somebody, I was going to go kill a a cow, and I had a a long blade, Uh and I just stab it, and I start cutting, say I want the kidney. Of course, blood's going to be everywhere, right? Yeah. Everywhere on the floor. Everywhere, like, on me. Mm-hmm. These cows had no blood anywhere. They're just completely bloodless, but their organs and everything was spread all over the place. See if you can pull one up. Cow mutilations. <clears throat> yeah. Don't, don't judge my spelling. Yeah, mutilations. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah, you see, like some of these, okay, a cow, you'd expect to have so much blood, but see how there's no blood on the ground? God, so like, look, look at the ground. It's no blood. Like the cow is completely mutilated, but what the, how's that possible? It's like they suck them dry and then. Yeah. Or something. Or they put in, I was thinking they put them like in an orb and they like dehydrate them. Something. Who knows? 
but these happened like when they were midday. Like sometimes they'd see the cow in the morning. Yeah. And they'd come back like hours later. Not and, it was, cow. and it was dead like that. See, there's so much going on at this ranch. Like Yeah, I heard it's like it's crazy. Yeah. It's like unexplainable. Like what the heck? There are so many stories and sightings at this place that leaves you to wonder if this place is actually haunted or a portal to an extraterrestrial land. After the Shermans left the ranch, even the government had the place under intense surveillance for years. Reportedly, scientists who were part of the project say would, said they would never go back or even visit the place for the rest of their lives. Some scientists claimed they would see large humanoid creatures more than once, recalling one event where a humanoid creature was spying on the research team, perched in a tree, just staring at them for a while until one of the men tried shooting at it. They said it was like, 10 foot tall and it had yellow eyes that's the only reason they saw it because the eyes would give away yeah they, it was just staring at them like as they're getting their research squad together and, and it wouldn't even like budge or anything it's just staring directly at them i don't know what they saw or experienced but it was was enough to scare them away for life skinwalker ranch is currently owned by another rich investor who wants to figure out what's going on here and has his own research team there at this very moment. So I don't know if y'all have ever heard of skinwalkers before. Yeah. That's pretty much one right there. They can transform into any animal. Right. Apparently this one girl, I've read so many stories on them. This one girl on Reddit had the craziest story where she was a six-year-old girl and she loved being in the woods and stuff. And a great kid. Yeah, well, she, it was like with her grandpa and right. her grandma and stuff like yeah. that. But um, she loved being there. It was like her favorite place. And she would hear sounds, someone calling her name Sugar Booger, which is what her grandma called her. So it'd be like Sugar Booger, Sugar Booger. Like it knew her name mm -hmm. or whatever. Right. And so that night she went to bed, not thinking nothing of it. She was six, of course. Yeah. And she heard this tapping on the window. like, And she, like there's a curtain over the window because mm -hmm. they're in a, a little... Um, what are those called? Cabin. No, not a cabin, but a, you know where you park it? Garage? No, the RV. Yeah. Oh, no, the RV, okay. yeah. Oh, dang. So she, she's just hearing this tapping, and then she pulls the curtain back and just closes it. I like looks, and there's just big old yellow eyes, kind of like how the scientists described. Yeah. Staring directly at her. And like after that night, she was terrified. She even made them move the camp like that to set up the whole, move the whole camp again. She was so terrified and she thought she'd never see it again until she turned 17, I believe. God. She was 17. They go back camping that same place or 15 minutes away. Mm -hmm. And she says that she's walking with her grandpa and all that. And she hears her name again. But this time it's her name. I think it's like Aaliyah or something like that. Like Aaliyah. And she turns around. And there's a fox, like, but it's like totally misconfigured, mangled. mangled. Oh. Its hair sticking out, like, Dude. and it's got those same yellow eyes. But they, she said that it smiled too, like, had a creepy smile, like, like just smiling at her. And she described it as the most terrifying thing ever. And the only thing that saved her was her dog barking. And she says the only words it said to her was, "I found you." And like she was just so scared so she thinks wow. this thing's been following her keeping track of her yeah because that's what they say they they'll 
find you. They'll keep track of you until they kill you, you know? Skinwalkers are, like, one of the scariest things, like, in Navajo. Yeah, they, yeah, like you said, like, they, you know, can, like, I say, transform into any creature. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, but like, like a deformed, deer. Like, deformed versions of those but Yeah, but they're always mm-hmm. that deformed version. Like, yeah. n- look weird. Like, that's mm-hmm. not a deer. Yeah. That's not a wolf. And she, she's so, like... In the Navajo culture, they say that they can follow you and like for all your life, like oh my look God. for you and like then they should never want to go camping again. You know what I'm saying, dude? Like they can haunt your dreams and she's been scared ever since. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna avoid the Midwest <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think that's actually where it was too. Yeah, you said Utah, right? Uh oh, Utah's where the ranch is. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where this story happened. Right, but like but yeah, anywhere in the wooded area. Yeah, fuck that. I'm glad we got wood. Yeah, maybe I'm not moving to Missouri after all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, and there's like there's these Reddit users giving her advice, mm-hmm. and one seemed to know like a lot about uh, skinwalkers because his grandma like was like had run into them a lot because apparently they're Navajo, and he was saying like all these tips, like giving her these tips mm-hmm. that you can't kill them. But you can stab them with a knife with white ash on it. And that, like, apparently kind of, like, scares them off. Yeah, scares them off. Like, that's one of the only things you can do. You heard it here first, people. Hey, if you run into a skinwalker, don't <laughs> take my advice. Take our advice. <laughs> I'm your skinwalking expert. Man, I, I even had a good video, too, about, like, an encounter with a skinwalker. Uh-huh. It's this video. He's this guy. He's riding his horse mm-hmm. down this uh, dirt road. I don't know where it's at, but it's like kind of like something like a desert, but there's like, you know, a little bit of grass, shrubs here and there. Yeah. And he's walking down his trail, and I hear, I was like, hey. Dude. Like a kid voice. Yes, that's what she's. Hey. Oh. He was like, well, what the heck? And then he he takes off running with his horse, and then he goes back at a nighttime with the, in a car. Boy, you crazy. Yeah, I, ain't no fucking yeah. way. He, let, he got his high beams on. He opened his door. Just ready to go jump back in. And he just trying to go out there to find something. And are you here? I was like, hey. Oh. And he looks like in a direction, like you like it's pitch black. But you you know it's right there. And he, hey. Like he got closer oh. and he fucking ran in his car and took oh, off. No. I was like, oh, that gave me goosebumps, dude. Is, I'd dude. fucking wreck, especially like you're in the woods and shit. Yeah. Like I'd fucking wreck in something like Oh hell no, dude! Skinwalkers is like one of the scariest topics dude. I've ever. Looked but into. their name is their name reminds like when I when I hear the name Skinwalker, like obviously it's creepy and shit. But I think of like foreskin. <laughs> dude, I'm just saying, bro. Like you know, yeah, I mean, but yeah, no, for sure. Like I will if I ever encounter a Skinwalker, I'm I'm ghost. You boys gone. Yeah, the scary thing is line, that dude. they can haunt you like that. Bro. Yeah, like like I'm almost like Freddy Cougar. Is it Freddy Cougar? Like haunt your dreams, yeah, yeah, haunt your dreams, yeah. So that's and the the ranch has like so many scary things going on with it. Like other than that, like there's whole shows on it you can watch, but that's just like some of the dude. Now that you, dude, I kind of now want to like check out the Skinwalker Ranch, uh, that TV show. Yeah, and there's also a movie too. There's a movie. Yeah. Huh. I I didn't see the movie. I was watching the TV show though. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. They're like researching it and stuff. But the guy before this TV show that owned it, that's the one that had all those scientists. Like mm-hmm. he was like a billionaire and he won't even release any of the stuff he found because like, I guess it's so 
like either sketchy or they just don't want to share their findings, you know. But they won't yeah. release all his stuff is like highly documented. Like probably threat at him. Like if you release this, we'll come after you. Right. Yeah. I'll kill you, whatever. You know. But golly, that's, that's creepy. Skinwalker Ranch for you. Gabe. Hey. Okay. So, uh, I don't know. I'm excited for this one. There's a lot of theories. Um, I, I watch so many videos on the Anunnaki, like all week, and uh, there's a there's definitely a lot of theories out there. So instead of diving into one specific one, I'm gonna kind of just touch like the basis, the basics. Um, and I may or may not come back to this. Um, I got something else planned for next week, but uh, we'll see how how it goes. Ooh. All right, so let's start with the origin story of the Anunnaki. So the Anunnaki hail from the planet Nibiru, which is said to come into our, our orbit every 3,500 years. Um, on this planet, the Anunnaki were faced with an issue related to what we're currently dealing with in our own planet. Um, their atmosphere was compromised and needed a solution. So they were their atmosphere was basically taking in um, like harmful UV rays from the sun. Okay, wait. What is the Anunnaki first for those people who don't know? Anunnaki is just um, a being... From a different planet, um, Nibiru, um, and they are said to be the creators of humans. It's almost like that TV, that uh, movie. Um, what is it? I thought it was. You got me. Keep talking. I'll, I'll find it. Okay. <laughs> um, so the Anunnaki originally came to Earth in search of gold in order to project gold particles into their atmosphere to stop the sun's harmful UV rays from decimating their planet. So, like. Because they like okay, if you didn't know, astronauts' helmets, like their their visors and stuff, they have have a gold have a thin gold sheet over it to stop unfiltered UV rays from harming their skin and stuff. Mm, I didn't know that. Cool. So gold is like, and then so like they even build like spacecrafts out of gold and stuff, like the the Mar like Mars rovers and shit. They have gold on them. To oh, help that's awesome. And stuff like that. Prometheus, that's what it is. Oh, uh, I've never seen that one. Honestly, that's a good one. It. It's about they travel space to find. Their creators were these giants. Right. Huh. Looks interesting. It's it's a real good show. So the legend of the Anunnaki begins with the discovery of stone tab of Sumerian stone tablets, which contain the first cuneiform writing, in which uh, in the city of Nineveh in 1845 by Austin Henry Layard. The stone tablets talk about the creation of human life on Earth, um, and then the main parts that are in every theory, that are in almost every theory, is the Anunnaki needed gold for their atmosphere. Um, they brought with them a race of beings called the Igigi to mine the gold, um, but the Igigi rebelled because the working conditions were so terrible, leading to the very first war on planet Earth. Oh shoot! And so then the Anunnaki, what they did was they took um, Homo erectus that were here on planet Earth. And they kind of combine it with themselves, sort of like a like a, a, in vitro, uh -huh. like modern day vitro that we use to impregnate women and like do surrogates kind of and stuff. So Homo erectus is like a, it's like, a it was an unintelligent being, right? That right. was here before. Because I think I've I've talked about that in past podcasts, like right. the people that were here before. Yeah. So they're taking that DNA. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, and they're merging it with their own. Oh, okay. Um, gotcha. And to, and they they did trial and error. Um, and I'll get into that later on, but um, 
they created they wanted to create a less intelligent being than the Igigi so that way they could control them a lot easier. Mm, as slaves? Yeah, basically. Okay. So they would they, they would do that and just to mine the gold that they needed for their atmosphere. Okay. There have been many theories and ideas pop up recently about the Anunnaki. The most notable was that of Zechariah Sitchin. Sitchin claims that, that the the planet Nibiru is an elliptic is in an elliptical orbit. And as previously stated, it, on, it only passes the planet Earth every 3,500 years. Sitchin claims that the Anunnaki created modern-day man by mixing their DNA with Homo erectus. Um, however, Sitchin has been criticized for misinterpreting like what the stone tablets are saying. So, you know, this cuneiform writing, very few people can decipher it. Yeah. Very few um, historians and linguists can decipher it. And so um, they've proven that he's made certain errors. Mm. Um when he when he was deciphering the stone tablets for himself so they they found these stone tablets just like digging yeah so they they found this they, they were digging in uh pretty much what what was sumeria for those of you that, that don't know sumeria was a very was thought to be the very first civilization on earth and so the sumerians they like i said they had the very first form of writing which is cuneiform writing and um so basically the old sumerian or or modern day iraq for those of you trying to find a, a geological placement of this of the city, oh, okay. so pretty modern day Iraq, pretty much. Um, the Anunnaki have been called the Shining Ones. Um, there's there's all kinds of tales and lore involved with Anunnaki, but the Shining Ones. There's um, there's some tales that talk about there were seven of them, which can be, I mean, seven Shining Ones. You talk about that you know, gods of a certain number, you know, the main, the main gods of whatever lore I'm talking about, like Greek mythology, Roman mythology, Norse mythology, you know, all those different, and even in Christianity, when you talk about the seven archangels of God, you know what I mean? So, so this kind of like ties into all that. I mean, it all has like bridges to each one of these. Yeah. Um, there has been many tales on the Sumerian stone tablets that have been throughout many cultures and religions in our recorded history. One of the most notable that stands out to me, in fact, uh, is the fact that we have structures of pyramids all over the world. And some of those pyramids even line up with certain constellations. The theory is that uh, man believed that the Anunnaki came down from mountains, much like the Greek gods lived on Mount Olympus. Could, could this be that man could not see the tops of mountains and so they assumed that's where they came from, but when they actually they were coming from outer space? they had no clue about space then they didn't know what existed beyond the sky right yeah you know what i mean so they they, they see these guys they say these beings coming from from high up and they're assuming that they must come from tops of mountain so that's probably where we get legends of giants and people gods living on top of like mountains so even to this day i couldn't climb a mountain right so i ain't gonna know what's up there exactly but like helicopters and stuff see it but yeah i know what you're saying that's crazy um, it has also been theorized that the Anunnaki were able to tell future events based on certain cycles. Um, one of the tales that is all over cultures and religions throughout time is that of a great flood. One theory suggests that the earth was shifting its poles from directly up and down to a tilt, much like the way it is today. The most popular one, and the one backed by Sitchin, is that 7,000 years ago, as the planet Nibiru came close to the earth again, the gravitational pull caused the icebergs in the poles to pull, to be pulled into the oceans, causing a great tsunami to cover the earth. So the Anunnaki developed ships for the 
for their creation, the humans to board and survive. So like the tales of Noah, right? It's crazy. Um, the tale, the t- this tale is told in several different ways, but it always ends up with the humans on gigantic ships of sorts floating above the water. The only thing is, was the ship made out of wood? That's what I'm saying. They're, they're, all they talk about is they were able to float above the water. So we don't know if that's like an actual ship. Maybe that's something that, that humans kind of morphed it into over time because, you know, obviously we built ships at a certain point. Um, but you never know. But some people even theorize that they might have been in spaceships, that they could see the water of the earth. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So in their minds, they're like, we're on, we're on a ship of some sort. Yeah. We're able to float above. Either way, they're floating above the water, whether that's they're on the water yeah. itself or they're up in the sky. Yeah, because like I always hear the story where it's a wood ship, you know. Right. So you're saying it could have been anything, and it just like over the years translated, right, into being a wood ship. So in you some know, cultures and then- exactly like you know, the, the Noah is what was what we're told as kids uh, in our part of the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so that again, but you see the great flood. You see a great flood throughout history mm-hmm. um, in, in all kinds of cultures and, and different mythologies and stuff. How do you think they predicted it? Like just technology or? Again, um, well, part of it, like I said, was um, they would use certain cycles. Like they understood cycles of things. More than we did. More than we did. And and probably more than we do now. Yeah. So the, like I said, there was one theory where the poles, the earth, the earth poles used to be up and down. And then now, because now our, our our poles are on a tilt, so now they're saying that there were it shifted to that tilt, and that caused um, a great flood. Um, it, it caused the melting of the of, of like ice caps and stuff. Interesting. Um, but the I think the like I said the most popular one for sure is the fact that when as Nibiru came closer, the magnetic pull, or I mean sorry, the gravitational pull of Nibiru caused the glaciers to fall into the oceans around the world and cause a massive tsunami covering the planet with the, flood, with the water. That's awesome. But I, I didn't see any mention of 40 days and 40 nights. You know, Noah was on the water for yeah. 40 days and 40 nights. I didn't see any mention of that. Um, I think the highest mention I saw was 10 days. Mm-hmm. But, you know, who knows? Yeah. You know? That's crazy. Um, after the flood had subsided the Anunnaki and the humans returned to the Anunnaki city and the humans were taught things like agriculture, how to build and how to establish a monarchy system, which those that were closest to the Anunnaki bloodline would stay in power and govern the people. So the people that were purest of blood, you know, how royalty has always been one bloodline, you know, look at England. Yeah. It's like the perfect example, things like that. Yeah. Um, That's crazy. But yeah, but so basically the Anunnaki after the flood, Obviously, a lot of Anunnaki cities were decimated, so they need they needed to teach the humans these things mm-hmm. in order to rebuild the so world. They didn't want to make it in their form because they'd be too intelligent and wouldn't listen. Right. So they make us, and we're basically their slaves, and then they just disappear. I'll get to that. Oh, no. sorry, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. So, uh, uh, but and there's so many other t- stories that kind of tell. There's like the tale of Enki and, and Enlil. Enki and Enlil. People, some people kind of related to the story of Cain and Abel in the Bible, mm-hmm. and so Enki and Enlil, they were both they they both had human they humans were working for them, but like one of them sympathized with the humans, and the other one wanted to hold power over humans, and so Enlil taught them certain things about Earth's metals and how to you know devise weapons, how to create weapons, how to 
uh, farm and sustain and build cities for themselves. And Inky was trying to things like that. There's so there's so many tales. I mean, there were so many stories and theories. Um, a lot of tales came from those stone tablets. You know what I mean? There's a lot of names. Anu. Um, was it? Yeah, it was Anu. Anu is like supposedly the father of all things. He created. He was like, as far as the Anunnaki is concerned, he was the top dog. Mm. You know, he had the most wisdom and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Did they live forever? And does it say anything about they that? They didn't say anything about how their lifespans or yeah. anything. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I would, I would assume so, especially if they were here. <laughs> so they were here for. So if you think about it, they came thirty five hundred years. Okay. Um, it passes. So if they came on the first passing, they were here for at least thirty five hundred years before it passed again. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they had to have they have to have a longer lifestyle cycle to be able to withstand to live for thirty five hundred years. Mm-hmm. Then six thousand years ago, the Anunnaki left, which would line up with the Christian way of thinking that the Earth is only six thousand years old. So that I mean, have you ever seen the debate with uh, I forget his name, but he's like one of the leading Christian debaters. Like he's like he, you know he's a he's a Bible scholar or whatever, and he had a debate with um, Bill Nye mm, on the creation I, on I the creation I've, of Earth. I think I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. And so he talks about you know the Earth only being six thousand years old. And so for me, that kind of that kind of lines up. You know, if they left six thousand years ago, that would make sense that the Earth's only six thousand years old. Are you saying like the Earth itself, or just like? Well, that would make sense in their way of thinking that the Earth is six thousand years old. Oh, okay. Like if they came, like if they were beings here, and then they created man. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's like it's the telephone game over thousands of years for us. You know, yeah. if here's the starting point, and by the time it gets to here, it's been change you know how many times yeah you know what I mean? okay makes sense. Um, the first city of the anunnaki is said to be the city of iridu iridu and within that city there was a garden full of different fruits and animals they called it eden garden of eden dude. after the creation of man the anunnaki allowed them to stay there on one condition that they did not proc- procreate too much they didn't want to overpopulate the city however Man went against the, that, and then, and in the in the end, the city became too overpopulated. Man was forced out of the city into the wildlands, and that's perhaps the story of Adam and Eve, because a lot of people use the term forbidden fruit as a term for sexual intercourse, right? Yeah. So the forbidden fruit that Adam ate from Eve, that that Eve gave to Adam, you know what I mean? That kind of, I think that kind of really ties in really well with each other. So it wasn't an actual apple, right? But an apple is like a significant fruit. Like yeah, it's like, a, like, like when, you, when people think of fruit, the first thing they think of is an apple. Yeah. So that just makes most sense. Why don't you like apples? You don't like apples? I like nothing, I like dude. Apple. Oh. Oh, I don't said, like apples. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right, keep continuing. <laughs> That's pretty interesting that Eden was the name of the. Yeah, but there was different cities throughout the. Throughout the world, but like the main city, their first city was Enidu. Yeah. Um, and like I said, there's these Sumerians, they have different names. I'm not Sumerians, these uh these gods, the Anunnaki, they have different names. There's there's tales of Anunnaki that they came from the ocean, the seas. They had a they had a, a an underwater city, Atlantis. Mm. You know, there's all kinds of stuff and theories 
that I could go. I mean, we I could talk about this for hours. Yeah, hours on end. Um, the subject is definitely a rabbit hole with a number of tales and theories I did not touch on in this episode. I'm gonna leave it up to the listeners. Let them do their own research. See what they can come up with. Reach out to us on Twitter. Have a conversation with us. Dude, what I want is someone to call us and tell us about their story live on our podcast. Hey, you know, we, we should open up one of those text lines. Or like they have lines where you can open up and they can call you. Yeah, because see, this thing, it accepts calls. Yeah. So like if someone has a scary story out there, reach out to Gabe on Twitter, on us on Twitter. It doesn't matter. Send us your story, and then we'll have you give us a call next time we're recording. That'd be super excited. Tell us what happened to you. I know we all have some story that happened to us when we were young or old. And if you got one of those stories, just let us know. That'd be cool to discuss on here. Yeah. Uh, but that's all I got, man, for now. Like I said, I just, I just scraped, scraped the surface on that. But yeah. there's so many different, um, even getting into specific names of, certain um anunnaki you know especially talking about the seven the seven play a huge role in that whole overarching story of the anunnaki so when they left do you think they still come visit if that's if it's true i think the planet um the planets when the planet draws near enough you know if you think about it if you think about think of it this way if 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 the anunnaki the last time they were here was like at zero right mm-hmm. zero ad and now we're only in 2021 True. so it won't be till the year 3500 that we see them again. yeah if it if they want like if the people that created the calendar started it at zero you know and yeah no, so true. so by 3500 is the next time we'll we'll see them. yeah if they started the calendar at zero because that's the last time we saw them we won't see them again for that long and there's a lot of people that kind of speculate with this. Like they're like, hey, you know, they kind of that that doesn't make any sense to me because if they're an advanced civilization, why the hell are they coming to Earth? Why aren't they mining this gold from like asteroids? Why can't they just come back to Earth whenever they want if they're an advanced civilization? But what I don't know what if 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 they succeeded in their mission, what need do they need to come back to Earth for? True. If they have if they had enough gold, and that's another thing is. Gold was so important to them, and they wanted to mine gold so bad. Is that why gold is such a commodity to countries? Like, think about it. Like, countries like America, our worth as a country, like our dollar is supported by how much gold we have in the country, right? More or less. Used to to be. Right. It used to be. But that's how, like, a lot of countries were, especially starting out earlier, like, you know, back in the day, Mm -hmm. that they – they started out as like, hey, do we have X amount of gold? That's how rich we are as a country. Yeah. Why is gold so valuable? You know what I mean? Why is it so why is it so important to these countries? What put value on gold? Yeah. And that would make sense that if the gods, quote unquote gods that created us, gold was important to them for yeah. other purposes. We didn't, you know, we were so primitive, we didn't understand yeah. why. And we just put a certain value on gold. What do you, you think, Michael? What do you think about it that way? Right, like we're just using like the stuff for you know value instead of what it could be. Could be like the secret to all technologies. Yeah, and right. We'll never know. I mean, because we're fucking crazy. we're greedy as a people. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Sad, but yeah, make that money. That's how they programmed us, dude. 
Am I right? Anything huh? else? That's it. Very good. <clears throat> So we got a special topic. I'm going to let Michael explain. Yes. So we have a new segment where each week one of us will pick a topic, whether it be in the news, trending, or something we all find interesting. The three of us will read about it, watch it, or research about the topic, and we will discuss it on the podcast. Each of us will give our opinions, our thoughts, and our, our review of the topic. If y'all have any recommendations on what we should talk about next, and we could look into it, and you should message us on our Twitter. At IncognitoCast. So, today... You picked the topic, right? Yes, today's my turn. I picked the topic today. Cool. So, today, I watched a TV show called The Squid Games. I've been seeing this all over my Twitter page, all over... TikTok and YouTube. Dude, it's been blowing up. Like it's been crazy. blowing up. I'm like, what is this? Like, what is this show that keeps freaking popping on my thing? And so we're not giving spoilers, right? No spoilers. No spoilers. Yeah. Well, not for just those. first episode. Yeah. Spoiler yeah. alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler for the first, for episode. The first episode. If you have yeah. not seen, you know. Then okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I'll let you know it's not spoiler. <laughs> so yeah, like I finally watched the first episode, which you know, it was pretty good. What do y- what do y'all think about it? I was honestly, um, it was hard for me to watch that first part. Dude, tell me that first part. I almost clicked off. Dude, it was, it pissed I me off. I can't do like where the mouth is moving because it's, yeah. it's translated. Let's be. Yeah, yeah. The well, voice or not. Well, okay. Let's just be clear though. Like for people that are used to watching foreign films and people like me and Michael that watch or you watch anime, mm-hmm. you know, we could probably watch this in the Korean language with subtitles. That's yeah, and it wouldn't bother us. That's what I was. But thinking. for the every average, for the everyday like viewer, like watches regular TV, that's a normal human being. Me, um, you would want to watch us in in English. Yeah, yeah. So it is translated, so you get those people talking. The mouths, the words yeah. don't match up. <laughs> yeah. But it wasn't. I don't think it's. It definitely wasn't as bad as it. It. I watched. It wasn't that bad. The beginning was bad, but they yeah. got. It was. It seemed like as it went on, like right. it. It got a lot better. But that first scene, okay, let's talk about the first scene. It's just this guy, he's talking to his grandma. He's kind of broke. You can tell, like, they, they kind of live in a... Yeah, his mother. It's his mom? Yeah, it's yeah, his mom. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's his mom. So they live in this, like, small, rundown, yeah. small-down apartment, and they're just talking, and, like, that's when you I first noticed that it's off. Yeah. Like, you know, and it kind of messed me up. But, <laughs> but it was hard for me to watch that because I do was, like, you know, he has a daughter... And it's her birthday, mm. and like he's a piece of shit. He's a scumbag. He's a piece of shit. He really is like, like a bum. So he goes, he steals from his mom. Oh my! And he first he begged for money. Like, come on, I know you got more money than that. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, ah, here, fine. And I'm like, God, you freaking. And then he stole the pin card. I mean, the card. And yeah, or the savings. Got money. Like y'all got to check this out. It's just watch the first episode. Tell us what y'all think. If y'all would, you know. But anyway, so. He steals the card. He goes gambling. He goes race on horses. Looks like he loses all his money. And then he still bets again. And he wins. And um, he, hits big, yeah. he hits it pretty big. I did the calculation. It was 4 million yen. So wow. that's about 
one? One. It's not yin? It's not yin. One. It's one. Okay. Well, then the calculator's not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was $35,000 in yin, if it was yin. What is yon? One. It's like Korean um, oh, currency. Oh, it's Korean. Yeah, South Korea. Oh, okay. Look. So it's uh, 4 million won is $3,382. Oh, okay. Which it's not a very rich, you know, so country. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, like if you ever go to Mexico and you take 400 bucks. Yeah, yeah. And then you transfer that to pesos. Like it's still. So what's a hotel cost like 175 bucks. So you're going to get a shitload of pesos for 400 bucks. But yeah. a hotel is still going to cost you 175 pesos. Yeah. You know, and so Mike, Michael did a topic on North Korea. Is this where it's based? South Korea. South Korea. South Korea. Yeah. We are good on picking up details. But you kind of get that uh, hint. Uh, we'll talk about it as we get closer into the thing, into the review. But you kind of get that hint of North Korea, South Korea, like like a almost like North Koreans are treated shittier in South Korea. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how if that's true or not. Like how that is. I've never really looked into their culture there. Yeah. But, um, uh, disclaimer. I'm probably the average watcher. I'm like the average watcher. I'd be like one of maybe not a viewer, but yeah. just like I'm very basic understanding. I barely watch movies. I'm more into books and different things like that. Right. Whereas I would say y'all two are more into the media of like, movies. Like details. Like we yeah. pick up on certain things. Yeah. yeah. So it's a good perspective from all three of us. Y'all caught on a bunch of things that I would never catch on right. because I'm not an avid movie watcher or a show watcher. So. Anyway, but uh, but yeah, it's it's a real good show. Um, I'm like on the sixth episode, I think. Dang, dude, it's You're burning through that thing. It, boy. It's really good. I'll tell you that much. It does live up to the expectations. See, I like this because you have the sixth episode uh, perspective. Yeah, me and Gabriel have a first episode. I'm just telling y'all sleeping on it. No, I'm not no. sleeping on yeah. it. I just <laughs> I know I wanted to binge watch it, but I had to you know research and stuff. Yeah. And I got a girlfriend, and Grey's Anatomy came out <laughs> yesterday. Right. So I was trying to watch it, but she wanted to watch Grey's. So, yeah. and she doesn't want to watch it without me. I watched it with her, uh-huh. and she thought it was so boring. She was giving me the eye roll. I was like, "We could stop watching it. I could watch it by myself." Mm-hmm. And then it got to the interesting part. Fine, yeah, finally oh, picked yeah. up. Whenever he met that guy in the subway station. Yeah. Right. So anyone want to explain that? Uh, so he meets this guy in the subway station. Uh, this guy wants to like. He goes, "Hey, let's play a game." And so he, I, I, I don't know what the what he called the game. I forget it. Uh, I don't know. It's a, yeah. it's, a, it's a Korean game. So basically, what he did was you have two like folded pieces of paper. It looked like, and so you pick your color, and then you have to you put them on the. You, he puts his on the floor, and you have to like throw yours on top where it flips, and if it flips over, you win. Yeah. And so he bets, and what does he say? He says if you win, it's a hundred thousand won. One, yeah. Um, and but if I win, you have to pay me the same, and then. When he doesn't win, he's like, I'll just slap the shit out of you every time you lose. <laughs> it basically is what he does. Yeah. Okay. So the, you're talking about the business guy, yeah, right? This guy's like, yeah. hey, he's like, hey, I don't have, because he lost that first round. He's like, I don't have any money. He's like, yeah. well, then maximum, I just slap the shit out of you every time yeah. you lose. That's so why he gets the shit beat out of him pretty much by this dude. Yeah, that was the oh, funniest part. We skipped the part where, like, after he, he loses he, his money. Yeah. Where he lost all his money to those, to that loan shark. Yeah. Oh, well, well, not even. Not even. Yeah. Like the pickpocket a girl. Oh, that girl yeah. took his money. And then, yeah, went to the bathroom. They whooped his ass and he was going to pay him. And then, oh, I don't have the money. Yeah. And then they, you know. And that's yeah. when he meets the business guy. When yeah. he's down on his luck. He just took his daughter out to get a, Dude. like, I'm guessing McDonald's like a, of the Korean. Right. And, you know, that's, and she just got taken out for steak by her stepdad, which is. Right. Just, oh, like, oh, I felt that. But it, 
just like watching that first part they're like he's just a piece of like it just pissed me off Bum. Like, come on, fucking dude. bum. Dude. He's a good actor, though. I'd say. Right. Yeah, because he definitely made me hate him in the beginning. Did you hate him? I kind of was rooting for him. Nah, I fucking hated him. What did you think at the beginning? You didn't like him? I didn't like him. I was like, really? dude, you're a freaking piece of crap. All- what? See, I didn't understand he was stealing from his mom though. But all, all it took me a second to get there. Oh, really? all, all he had to do was do what his mom. His mom said, "Take her out for fried chicken." That's all he had to do, and he couldn't even do that. Oh, she said fried chicken. Yeah, because that's her favorite. Mm. But like he, I guess in his perspective, he knew that you know the her the family she's with were wealthy. Yeah, and I guess him betting that money kind of wanted to have more money to spoil the daughter. Right. Well, he's also been well, doing no. this a while because if he owns owes these loan sharks, and yeah. it had nothing to do with That's his I'm daughter saying. at the time. Yeah. It, it makes it they definitely paint the picture of like he don't give a shit about her and she's like an afterthought you know what i mean mm-hmm. and like in the moment like it was sweet like the way they interacted and it's kind of heartbreaking yeah. especially when he drops her off and stuff but they definitely paint a picture of like she's an after in the beginning like she's just <laughs> um, an afterthought. i think it went through the whole episode because even when she was he was explaining that her, her the daughter was going to move to america <laughs> yeah he seemed like he really didn't care until she had to talk it in talk to him you know right um, had to like it's kind of like yeah like nothing i think i think it was more of a sense of like he gave up like he was like well mm-hmm. fuck. yeah like there's like he he thought there was literally nothing he could do and then yeah. she had to like put that like like that fire in mm-hmm. her you know what I mean? it's weird because i guess i don't have kids so yeah. i don't i guess i still was rooting for the guy the whole time and y'all were more like y'all hated him seems like i don't like him i mean he, he don't like him. Hmm. but i will say this the character development is amazing. Really? It's it? so good. Hmm. I really like Okay, so then what what happens after after he, he calls that guy right? That guy gives him a card. Yeah. And he calls that dude. Well what then, caused him to call him? Well, basically after the game, he finally won once. Yeah. And he, he was gonna slap the shit out of him, but he stopped it. I was like, here's the money. Yeah. Oh, I, I forgot we were playing for money. <laughs> and so I said, if you want money more, give me a call. And then, you know, he goes back and it's about his daughter. That his well, daughter's yeah. gonna get shipped to the United States. Yeah, yeah. And he has no way of stopping it. He has no money. Right. He can't show that he can provide for her. You said shipped to like she's a damn. Package. I mean, not shipped. Dang. <laughs> yeah, but she's gonna move to. America. Yeah, she's gonna move to America, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never see her again. So wait, wait, help me. What made him decide to go? Because remember, his because like I said, it, like his mom had to have that like talk with him and like light that fire in him. Yeah, like you're and never then, gonna see your daughter again. And he was like, "Fuck, she's so. gonna speak English. You'll never hear from her. Yeah, you won't be able to even talk to her because she will forget how to speak Korean." It like made him feel like shit, and he like kind of lit his fire. He's like, "Fuck it, I I have to win this money. I have to like get my shit together yeah, so my yeah, daughter yeah. can live with me." So he calls the guy, and yeah, calls the guy. They meet up at this. He's like, you know, about waiting by the street, and then his band pulls up. And there's these three other people there. Passed out. Passed you know out. something was wrong right there, And right? the driver was wearing like a word mask. And he goes inside, door closes, and then locks. And then these gas started pouring, which put him to sleep. And the guy that was driving had a uh, gas, gas mask on. Yeah. Is that is that what it ended? No, no, no. No, no, no. no they it, went it, to the game. Yeah, it, it ended after the okay, first yeah, game. Okay, yeah. And they woke up in, the, in this weird building. You Did know? that not strike y'all as weird though? The van with the sleepy people. Yeah, yeah like, absolutely. Why the fuck they're asleep? Like, to be y'all, 
would y'all have jumped out at that point? Well, I would have told the guys, "Hello, are you awake?" Well, again, it's it's the middle of the night, so you have to, you have to take that into account. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. That's true. So in his mind, he's like, "They're just asleep." Yeah, because he even said that. Yeah. Sleepy yeah. people. And so they they wake up with like a group of like so much people in the, these bunk beds. Yeah. And these jumpsuits, and that's when he just you know he walks around and he meets up with. Uh, does he see his friend or he sees like an old no, guy? No, he talks to the old guy first. Yeah, yeah he, talks, he talks to the old the guy. The old guy is super cool though. No, I love the old guy. He was the, he was part of one of my favorite. He's probably yeah, my favorite character. He's my favorite character, character yeah, for the first episode. Yeah. For sure. But but then he uh he sees that pickpocket. Yeah, he sees a girl that pickpocket him. And she's getting beat up she's, by this she's dude. She's being harassed by this thug. Okay, can we talk about the thugs on this show compared to thugs on American shows? What do you mean? Like I don't know about y'all, but they that guy threatening. was not intimidating at all. Oh, dude. The thug that was beating her oh, up. Oh, yeah, no. Oh, okay. He had one neck tattoo, and he just, he looked like anyone could whoop him. But I think, I think he didn't, he, the only reason he didn't look intimidating is because, like, the, the loan sharks that were after him in the beginning of the episode, mm-hmm. they looked intimidating, but they were all in business suits. Yeah. And you know what I mean? I think he just didn't look intimidating because he was in the same jump track suit as they were. I, my, at least that's in my mind. That's how I feel. But he was average height. You know how like thugs are like usually six five, scary looking, buff. Yeah. You he know, was a little fat. You know, <laughs> so I Man, don't know. He wasn't intimidating. Y'all gotta watch that show. That's the, uh, yeah. <laughs> but that's the that that's what I'm talking about. Where they get like because he's talking to that pickpocket like, hey, I, I helped you uh, when no one was there. Uh, you know, I, but she's from she she's apparently they made it play like she's an escapee from North Korea. Yeah. So he's like, nobody's going to help you, North Koreans come or some shit like that. I'm sure Michael knows more about that story because he's watched <laughs> further. But yeah. Anyway, we don't want to get into that past the first episode. Yeah. But so they're at this game. Did y'all think it was going to be a normal game? Were y'all spooked that well, something crazy was going to happen? I kind of seen spoilers on TikTok because I knew there was okay. going to be. So you knew. I haven't even yeah. watched the trailer. So I, I, I didn't know. I thought I. I got lucky now. I had a feeling. I had a feeling that it was gonna be like a life or death game because there, there's no way. First of all, just based on the visuals, when you're like going to click on the episode, you know what I mean. Dude, was that hallway not cool though, where yeah. they had to take the picture? Yeah. See, that made me think. Okay, this is just a normal game. No, there's no way like they could build. Uh, oh, this is so much fun. Like, okay, first of all, it's a number one show in America right now. True. It's crazy. And. We're fucked in the head. So there's no way in hell some happy-go-lucky <laughs> yeah, show is going to be the true. number one show in America. But see, I'm I'm the average guy yeah, again, average so Joe. so I'm not thinking that at the time I'm watching it. So what happens, though, Gabriel? What Where do we get to the crazy part that makes everyone want to keep watching the show? So then they talk about playing red light, green light, and there's a robot basically standing at the... They're all, they're all one side, and there's a robot at the other end of this field Facing a tree like you, like you would do when you were a kid. You know, we played red. You ever played red light, green light? As oh a kid? yeah. <clears throat> so I think everyone did, except for Michael. <laughs> and so, how many contestants are there? There's four hundred fifty-six. Because he's four fifty-six. Yeah, he's the last one. And so they say red light, green light. So she'd say red light, or she'd say green light, and you'd run, and then she'd say red light, you'd stop. Well, these two dudes, these two young guys, they're like, ah, oh, this is easy, and so they think it's just a regular game. So they want to compete to each other, right? So they're jetting. That one dude, he kind of like stumbles when he stops. Fucking shoot, shoot his ass. And then you're like, oh, fuck. All you see is his body fall down. Yeah. And like, like, oh, you lost. And then he's a green light. And he walks by him and try to wake him up. He turned him around and he sees that he's like shot in the head. And there's, oh, 
starts freaking out. Well, I think he coughs up blood. <clears throat> yeah. Like he shot him in blood. the stomach. He coughs up blood. He coughs oh, up yeah. blood, and that's what. And then everybody starts getting fucking wild. Eliminating like half of people. Okay, what would y'all do? Would y'all react the same way? Like, I'm running, getting out of here. You see this guy get shot. Everyone well, starts trying to take off. Our Ooh. instincts, my instinct, you're probably kicking to run with them. Right. right. Which is stupid. That's what I'm saying. I'm not smart enough to be like, don't move, don't move, don't move. Yeah, yeah. It like, takes I'll freak a lot. Out, like, so it was like more realistic. Like, right. Yeah. Definitely. Dude, uh, but how many contestants do y'all think got eliminated? At least half. I feel like half of them. So they're all just getting shot like every time they were moving when it was red light. If you moved, basically you're dead. You're getting shot. Right. Not not yet, but it's gonna happen. Mm -hmm. It just gotta kill all the people that moved first. Like God damn. And so then like I I I really like how after everybody was like half the people were dead, they said they let me reiterate the rules. Right. Yeah. And then you have to cross that line by a certain time. So they start going. Um that old man just takes off and like he's smiling and shit. (laughs) Well, he's dying. He's got you know, like he, dementia, doesn't he? No, he has a tumor. He has a tumor. Oh, tumor. There you yeah. go. Tumor. And so he's dying. So he's like, I don't fucking care. Like, I might as well yeah. go with the bang. And he's yeah. smiling all the time. Yeah, dude, he's, he's having a fun. great time. So then everybody starts going. Well, then his friend has a good idea of like, hey, if you stay, like the main character, his friend has like, hey, if you just stay behind somebody, like you'll be fine. Yeah. So he does that for a little while. And then that person in front of him dies, gets shot. Uh, I really liked, I don't know if you if you picked up on that, but like, Towards the end of the game, okay, when he almost falls, and the person behind him like grabs his dude, but that really shows that as human beings, yeah, there's we we can come together in a in a time of crisis, yeah. You know what I mean? There's mm-hmm. not um, he he didn't push him down to try and win. He mm-hmm. just hey, I gotta keep people alive. I thought the girl was gonna push the bully like when oh, he, oh, right. I wish she would have, yeah. Me too, but I'm guessing he has further development in the story. I don't wanna. (laughs) You basically it basically shows who the main characters are in the first episode. Okay. Okay. Cool. And then when the timer ran out, I was thinking that everyone was gonna be fine, like a twist, you know, like you just had to survive to the timer. But everyone who didn't make it past the line, they all got shot. (laughs) Dude. What I appreciate about that first episode too is how they asked how much money they were gonna win. They're like, "We'll tell you at the end of the first game," but then they didn't tell us, making you like, "Well, how much money are they gonna fucking win?" So now you oh, gotta watch dude. the next episode. Yeah, you gotta. You know. All right, guys. What would y'all review it? Starting with Michael, what would you review the first episode? Would you rate one it? through ten. Yeah, one through ten. Uh right now since I haven't finished it, which I know it gets way better, it's like like a eight and a half. Eight and a half. You would know. you recommend? Dude, I, I recommend watch it. If you haven't watched it, you, you should watch it. You're you're sleeping on it. <laughs> Gabriel? Uh, I'm going to give this a 9 out of 10, bro. 9 out of 10? Yeah, I, I think it was really good. Um, the only thing I said, I just didn't like the the, voice, the yeah. beginning. Yeah. No, I, the voice, the like. Oh, just the you way. you used to it. Yeah, I mean, I'm already used to it. Yeah, but like, used to it. But like the, just, I, I just hated him. And I guess like that would make it a ten out of ten. Like that makes it good. Yeah. But at the time, I'm like, man, like I don't like a main character. Like if it was like he was a villain and I hated him, different story. That's yeah. ten out of ten. But since he's a main character and I hate, him, I ah, it bothers huh. the shit out of me. That's crazy. Yeah. I got two separate ratings. Um, the show itself, I'm gonna give an eight out of ten. The first, just because I feel like it relied a lot on the shock factor. Yeah. Of the ending, uh-huh. and the story, I'm gonna give a five out of ten. 
like the story so far, just in the first episode. Right. Like I know Michael's further and it might get way better. <laughs> just in the first episode, five out of ten, only because it's like it's something we've seen before. Like a guy down on his luck gets right. offered something and he's gotta take it, you know, for his family and stuff like that. Like it's kind of a right. simpler story, but it might get more intricate. This and I feel like it relied a lot on the shock factor at the end. So for that reason, I'm getting a five out of ten. But I definitely would recommend you go watch it. Eight out of ten total. The show is really good. I'm looking forward to watching it. My girlfriend didn't like it at the beginning either. For you <laughs> ladies out there, but she eventually wanted to binge watch the whole thing. Yeah, and I think we should like go back to this like a couple of weeks, like once we all finish watching it. Okay. If you know you are yeah. interested. Yeah, that's cool. And yeah, we'll go give a Heck second yeah. opinion. Heck yeah. So, but going back to your story. Um, rating mm-hmm. how it's like real basic and we've seen it before did you know there's only seven types of stories um from the seven like archetypes like every like there's seven different yeah, stories you can tell yeah and every story stems from one of those yeah. seven so you, once you you've read all the all the stories ever every told story yeah. it's just told in a different way with different yeah. characters which is still in that in that sense it was still basic like how often are you going to find a guy in a suit offering you a chance to go play a game so like you want to hear him Time. Sure. All right. The seven types are overcoming the monster, <laughs> rags to riches, the quest, voyage and return, com- comedy, tragedy, rebirth. Those are the seven archetype stories that that like the oh, basic, okay. like they're like they're like the basis of every story the ever told. Generality of right. all of them. Okay, so it could fall into multiple of those. But multiple of those. And what do so, you think about the story? What do y'all think? Did y'all think like besides I, the shock factor? I would thought, y'all have watched it without the shock factor? Like yes, because okay. I thought the. I know you say they were on the shock factor, but the build up to that mm-hmm. was very good. Yeah, it was very gradual, um, <laughs> and it hit it hit at a perfect point. Yeah, you know, so I. And, were you able to relate to it? Like, cause he made you feel something. The character made you feel right. angry. And I didn't feel that. I felt like rooting for him. Right. So what about you, Michael? I fucking hate it. I was like, come on, dude. Like that's your mom. Like if I put that in like my situation, like I would never yeah, yeah. make my mom struggle. Oh, dude, I, I couldn't live with myself. Yeah. So I guess. Yeah. I see y'all's Like I want her to live a comfortable life. Mm-hmm. Right. But like, yeah. But out of best stories y'all seen. I don't know. I'll, you know, I would. <clears throat> Like story, like stories ever. Nah, like like just recent. Like, I mean, it'd be probably middle to high tier somewhere there. Like okay. if we had tiers, like you know F through S. Yeah, it'd probably be like a mid mid A tier. Okay, I'm not mad at it. So everybody recommends. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Definitely go watch. One hundred percent. I definitely. You should watch it. It's a different experience. <clears throat> you get a different culture. Right. You get a side of a culture that. We're not used to games we've never played, right. stuff we've never seen. So, and I know games over there and th- those sides of the countries are, big. are like big, like game shows, and <clears throat> so it's like pulling off of that. And dude. you know the director is making bank right now. Oh, well, whoever wrote this, but well, depending on the contract they sign. Well, Korean dramas have been on a rise here lately. Really? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are more and more people are getting into them, and yeah. so I think this is just like a mainstream way of people to start to explore that genre of television awesome anything else gabriel you got next week unless one of our listeners want us to 
yeah when y'all want to chime in man and, and wants us to explore something talk about something let us know All right. So what do y'all got for next week? What should the viewers look forward to? Well, since it's uh, October, I'm going to, I think I want to get into like, I'll talk about ghosts, talk about skinwalkers. Um, I honestly, y'all go first. Might, <laughs> I might go back into skinwalkers, like deeper stories. Like, I want to get into people's actually experiences with them. Mm-hmm. Like, Skinwalker Ranch is one thing because a lot of different things happen there. And that's just some of people's experience. But right. people's actual, what happens to them with when a Skinwalker chooses you as its victim. Right. Like, I want to get more into that. That's super sketchy. I feel like that'd be an interesting topic and read more about people's stories like that. Okay. I don't want to talk about what? So, if we do get the video up, I would like to go into, I guess, like ghosts caught in like cemeteries. Because I know I've seen a bunch of videos where like people caught stuff in cemeteries, like in Mexico and Florida. Dude, just I'm down. Like there's a lot, bro. Like I know some good Michael's ones. the guy if yeah. you want to be spooked. <laughs> and if we do got videos, I'll, I'll play like little clips, you know. Camera should be here no, Wednesday. Nothing too long. So, or you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got audio you. listeners will be like, yeah, we'll, we'll probably chop them up on TikToks and stuff first mm-hmm. before we post for the sure. whole podcast. But. Uh, I want to talk about the SCP Foundation, <clears throat> something I discovered recently, and uh, and probably dive into one of those SCP uh, cases. Yeah, okay, I don't know what SCP is. Just just a little teaser. Just tell us Se- what it's what it's, it is. Uh, secure, contain, protect. Um, the SCP. So basically, this is. Humankind has been around for centuries, for thou- hundreds of thousands of years. Yeah. And but we've only been recording history for so many thousands of those years. So these are like these are creatures and things from before that time of recording history and Ooh. stuff that's happened since we've been recording history that you're not supposed to know about. Interesting, dude. Well, that's incognito show. See y'all next week.